Hello, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Welcome back to the Common Geek Roundtable. My name is Tom Van Orden, media director here at Common Geek, uh, and your host. Uh, today I am joined by editor-in-chief R.C. Byler. Howdy. And contributing writer, Travis Arment. And professional podcast guest. And professional podcast guest. Yeah. Two weeks in a row, motherfucker! That's right! <laughs> hey, kids. What's up? Uh, not much. Just talking phones, talking stuff. Yeah, so I... I purposely started the podcast interrupting you guys because I was tired of waiting. Yeah, you started like mid-sentence. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. I'm louder than you, so that's all good. In the it's head. in media res. He's getting artsy Ooh. about it. What? What? You got a problem? Yeah. You're trying to fight? Yeah. I'll fight you. I don't give a fuck. All right. Well, I mean, that wouldn't make sense because we're on a podcast and I couldn't see it. So uh, I'll take pictures. Right. I would say we actually will do that as our first... Comic Geek's first real video feature is you and I, I, mean, I just fist beating fight. the shit out of each other. <laughs> It's great, guy. Well, I mean, fight videos get lo- loads of views yeah, on they Facebook. Do. Just gotta make sure to yell "World Star." Ro- I would say Robert will be in the background yelling "World Star." <laughs> I gotta make sure to put it on Facebook Live though, because that's like the big thing right now. That woman, I didn't realize that that woman with the Chewbacca mask. Oh, uh, that was a, she did that. Lo- that was like a yeah. live stream. Oh. Yeah, and then so it's like literally the the vod of it is what's blowing up. Yeah. yeah. That, I did watch that video and it made me laugh harder than it Dude, probably it should. It shouldn't make you laugh at all, but like you <laughs> totally does because she's so happy and it, you just get happy. <laughs> I want a Chewbacca she's just mask. Talking over it, <laughs> like the mask is going and yeah, she's just, like she, talking over it. She's like, "This is the best day ever," and then Chewbacca's like, rrr, rrr. "Yep." <laughs> the, my favorite line from that video is when she goes, "I am one happy Chewbacca," and I was like, "That's my life. That is my whole life." Yeah. Tom yeah. is one happy Chewbacca. So, anyway, um, what's new in your worlds since um, we saw you last week? One note keeps crashing. That's <laughs> you deserve that for using that. Yeah. I, uh, well, I upgraded to the beta for Android N. And he has not been able to shut up about it since. For um, the past four minutes, I don't know. What are we speculating the N stands for at this point? Well, it's uh, they're doing a contest <laughs> to name it. Oh, it's a contest? They put, yeah. Uh, yeah, they put the internet... They asked the internet to give them a list of N-words, so... Nothing bad could happen. <laughs> I am That's still, such a bad idea. I am still hoping uh, for Nutella. If they're uh, gonna, they do another, Android Nutella? Yeah, if they're going to do another... They should do another branding. Get that get that sponsorship money. I like it. Yeah, I wonder so, if I could convince my girlfriend to switch over to it just because it's named Nutella. Your girlfriend uses an iPhone? Yes, and she loves, loves Nutella. I hate Nutella. Just right. kidding. I don't think there's a person that exists that does. Yeah, I don't think so. It's like peanut butter. Nobody, except, no except real people doesn't like peanut butter. No real people like dislike peanut butter. Ouch. Yeah. She's clearly also a robot, so I guess that works out. All right, because I'm a robot. I always forget about that. Travis, do you forget that Robert is a robot? I think Robert's just making her up. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen her. Never I've, seen her once. You've both met her. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Robert and his girlfriend in the same place at the same time? Hmm. There's like. You literally have taken pictures no, with it us. It was really weird. We went to this concert and like she would run the merch table and she kept running off to the bathroom and then Robert kept running up and greeting <laughs> me. It was really <laughs> weird. It's like Superman and Clark Kent. You never see them in the same place yeah. at the same time. No, guys. This is like if Clark Kent and Lois Lane were <laughs> Listen, we get it, Robert. You secretly like to dress up like your girlfriend. It's okay. But wait, if my if girlfriend doesn't exist, for- aren't I just dressing up like a woman who doesn't exist? Well, yeah, but... It it helps you feel better to pretend to be your girlfriend. Robert's just poking holes in this so he feels better. So. <laughs> no, I'm literally just imagining the scenario where we went to that concert and she just <laughs> runs away. <laughs> and I just come back out. She just comes back and like her hair is not quite right, and she's like, wearing your glasses and they're a little bit crooked. What is this? Where'd so, Robert go? So we're here to talk to you today about. Um, the happenings in the world, what were posted on our website, <laughs> commongeek.tv. Fuck you guys. I'm trying, okay? Do I need to write you like a script? I took like an hour-long nap yesterday after I got home from work, and I feel useless still. It was Yesterday was uh, national International Whiskey Day. It was also, wasn't International, wasn't there a Send a Nude Day recently, too? That was yeah, it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, that was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday being this week's been a crawl. So yeah, yeah. and it was also national. <laughs> me. It was also no national bike to work day. Um, that was on Friday. And so life was no different for you in that particular <laughs> day. 
Yeah, no. So I, uh, I had a scotch. We have a, you know, I have a Glenlivet 12 year sitting in the kitchen. Meg bought for me. And, uh, I had a gl- one glass of scotch and I was like, my, my back had been bothering me yesterday. And I was like, I'm just going to go upstairs and rest my back a minute. Next thing I knew, it like was two like, hours had passed. Yeah, it was like 830. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Whoops. I came down here in the middle of Robert's live stream and I was like, groggy as fuck. And I was like, yeah, hey, Travis, hey. you didn't see. I did a live stream of Minecraft for my birthday. I, I, I did see that you posted about the stream, but it was Minecraft, and I would have had no idea what was going on. I don't think anybody in the chat did either. We yeah. got some new followers, made some new friends. I feel like streaming Minecraft is an easy way to do that. <laughs> Friend. I would say we're convinced that it's a stalker. Yeah. I checked out their profile, though, and I would say, I'd, if it's someone we know, they yep. aren't doing anything to show it. So, Small World, I, uh, when I worked at a video game store, we used to stream... And we had this one guy who would, like, come into every stream we did and would just, like, talk to us and was, like, super happy. And now I'm in a band with him. And both of those things are actually unrelated. And that, wow. is, my, that is my cool story of the day. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. Done. Yeah. You're That's done. it. I'm actually leaving. So yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to get that story out there and I thought I would head out. <laughs> yeah. Plugging your band. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a pretty cool band. Does it, does it give a name? Does it give anything? <laughs> just talks about it and leaves? Low not key, as cool. Low-key no, plug. Not as cool as this band that I just saw on Facebook that plays all their music underwater. <laughs> it sounded horrifying. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but it sounds also like the, exactly the kind of thing that you'd be into. I think it sounds like what whales would do if they could hold instruments. Probably. Anyway. That was just a weird thought. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, uh, my brain like shut off for a second yeah, during I, that. I think you literally just killed us. Like we both died for a minute and then came back. What was it? Is there is it the idea that there's a word that might just shut down your brain? Yeah, no, yeah, but it's it was a, I think it's a sequence of three words. Yeah. What they like, say. What if there's a sequence of three words that could just shut down your brain? Apparently that sequence is what whales would sound like if they could hold instruments. <laughs> 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 Everybody just shuts down. I just fucking died. You killed me. So like there's news, right? Yeah. I mean, you can tell me about the news, buddy. You're the editor in chef. <laughs> editor and chef much like those spare ribs i made earlier this week short ribs sorry i'm gonna get you like an apron that says editor and chef please Thinly do. veiled i can cook it statement. was really good though sorry they were, they were fantastic <laughs> they were actually they were dry rubbed in taco taco seasoning i dry and then, rubbed ooh. them in taco seasoning and then smoked them on the on the charcoal grill for like two and a half hours but then you marinated them in uh marinated them in old grumpy mark's barbecue sauce rubbed smoked and marinated and then if I, that's how i die it's all right. And then I threw it in the uh, oven for the last like tw- 20 minutes to so just get a night. So even. Yeah. So the news on our website. <laughs> not about ribs. Is it that, wait, that's not what yeah. the case about? <laughs> just rib stories? Oh, man. That's it from now on. I will, I will put up an article a we day. Found, we found our niche market. I will put up an article a day, and every article every day will be something new about ribs. So anyway, I hope you guys aren't looking for any originality in dinner for the next couple of years. <laughs> so Android, uh, Google had their big I.O. conference this week. Right. Uh, they so what? I'm oh, sorry. That was lower. OK. <laughs> anyway, Google had their big I.O. <laughs> I hate you. I uh, they announced a lot of new stuff. Uh, I'll say Android is going to be receiving uh, with Android N, which has no name as of now. They're holding a contest for it. Uh, with Android N, there's going to be over 250 new features and enhancements. Uh, so I downloaded, I mentioned earlier, I downloaded the beta for it. I've been playing around. Um, honestly, it's just little tweaks here and there. Like, they, they made a lot of the menus kind of a little smaller, thinner, so, like, more notifications can fit on the screen and stuff. Um, I was like, less swiping. Less swiping, yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to is less motion of the hand. You know, because what I need <coughs> is the ability to be lazier. Well, now that everyone's using six-inch phones, it, you know, maybe reduces ah! cramps and things yeah. like that. Uh, they announced uh, the, a baked-in VR platform as part of it uh, called in. Daydream. And, uh, yeah, so basically you'll be able to navigate pretty much your entire phone through VR. Like, there will be a Play Store within it. They're going to be updating major apps like YouTube and Netflix and Hulu. Like, you'll be able to do it all through VR. Uh, I'm trying to think about everything else. Can um, I have to walk around downtown with a cardboard box strapped to my head? Well, they're actually going to be phone? releasing an official Daydream headset for it and an official like controller, which looks a lot like a small Wii controller, honestly. 
That's kind of neat. Like very small, like like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a clicker you would use to give a presentation. Like I that. Can deal small. with that. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing unwieldy. Uh, Google's getting a big upgrade. They're they're they haven't referenced it as such, but it's basically a big upgrade to Google Now. They're calling it Google Assistant. Yep. And the idea is to make it more conversational. Like you'll be able to say like. Hey, I want to go to the movies, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, here's some movies playing." Well, I want something family friend. I want I want to take the kids. Oh, well, here's some family friendly options. Like, you'll be able to use more informal language and still get your results. I think it'll be interesting because I think there were test uh, accuracy tests between like Siri, Cortana, and Google, and I think Google was like one of the most accurate. And Having it'll be nice. Seeing it like actually be conversational as well as like highly accurate. I was like, having used all three of them, yeah, I yeah. I. Siri and Cortana don't hold a candle to, to how accurate yeah. this thing is. So I think I think it'll be impressive once it'll like you know give you responses and things like that. Plus, I mean, I I'm sure there's accuracy about the Google that we don't even see because I swear yeah. to God, every time I go to Google something that I was literally just talking about, it's always the first result that pops up. Yeah. So clearly, it's listening to me. Yeah. Uh, another announcement was that uh, Android is getting what they're calling instant apps, which is basically pulling parts of the app within your mobile web browser so you don't have to actually install an app. Um, so it's like to encourage people to get the apps but also kind of give you an ability to test drive it in a way. That's um, what their executive apps, correct? No, no, no. no. Like anybody can oh, wow. do that. Like anybody, uh, I think one of the examples that they they use, let me see if I can pull up the article real quick. Uh, guest writer Marissa Morin uh, wrote this for us. Ooh. Yeah, old friend of ours. I'm trying to see what the example that they used, and it was uh, BuzzFeed was the example they used. Like someone sends you a video from the BuzzFeed app, but you don't have the app. You can still pull it up in your web browser and see functionally the same way the app is set up. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's gonna be pretty cool, and I wonder if it will encourage more people, like you know, because you'll just get a chance to try the app in a way without installing it. And it's also nice for people, like if they have like a very low memory phone. Yep. They'll still have an opportunity to like you know use that experience because even at like you know even if you get a 16 gig phone anymore you know operating system takes up nine of it apps take up the rest yeah and, I mean yeah. on it I I don't have enough apps or use but frankly I just don't use enough of the features on my phone to fill it up I've always usually got about half my space left but you know I'm also quick easy solutions where I can just use the app without having to download it sounds nice to me. What about you, Tom? What do you think? Do you usually have a lot of problems with spacing on your phone? No. No? No, not ever since I switched to uh, Google Play Music. Um, yeah. And now all my music's in the cloud. And all so that was what used to take up like so much of your memory? I I, use... I mean, it sits here taking up freaking 10 gigs on my... Uh, 10 gigs? I'm, I'm nobody anymore. Uh, 10 gigs on my hard drive right now, which I find irritating, but I'm not going to fully back up. I say mine I'm... takes up on my hard drive on my computer is like 40 gigs, but that's because half of them are FLAC files. Oh, your music? Yeah. Oh, I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> well, that's why I always laugh because yeah. I, I, I used to be the guy who was like, oh, man, an 8-gig iPod, not nearly enough. And I'd be like, oh, cool, 16. And I like, I was good. I had a 16-gig iPod until like three years ago when I got started having smartphones. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Uh, until Google Play Music, I had like a 500-gig hard drive just full of music. Yeah. So did you just get rid of that hard drive, or, or uh, you just I just not wiped it, it and started using it for other oh, purposes wow. after I got Google Music? All right. Well, yeah, to be well, super plugged. To, uh, uh, what I did is I at least did look because like some of it was like weird, maybe like local bands that I liked. I at least grabbed that and then just uploaded it to Google Music. So yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I never actually took advantage of that feature of the um, upload. It, I guess I, I could. It has. I guess now they don't even do it's, it's pretty much just like like local things that I might maybe got on like Bandcamp and stuff like that. Except honestly, even a lot of times you can find something on Bandcamp anymore. You can find it on Google Play Music. Yeah. I feel like I end up like plugging Google Play Music or like we end up talking about it every time. But that's whatever. because it's, I, it's, the, it's the best. I say so. that's because it's legitimately like one of the best services yeah. that exists. Yeah, you get all this music and also free YouTube Red. Like yeah, yeah duh. Uh, so one of the other big announcements at IO uh, was they're doing two new messaging apps. Uh, called Allo and Duo. Allo. Now, I think it's weird that they announced Allo because Allo is, it's a messaging app, but it's right. not tied to your Google account. It's tied to your phone number. Ow. So it's basically their way of taking on iMessage because it's actually going to release on both iPhone and Android. Um, but it has the Google Assistant built in and it's got like some Snapchat type features like expiring messages, uh, an, inco- an encrypted incognito mode. And then Duo is the video counterpart. Duo right? is a one-on-one video yeah. counterpart. Basically, their FaceTime equivalent. Again, ties to your phone number, not to your Google account on Android and iPhone. So I think that'll be a great way if they can get that to take off. That'll help them draw people over who are like, man, I 
can't leave my iPhone. I love iMessage because I know like there's a yeah. lot of people like that is like the functional feature that holds them to uh, to their iPhone. iMessage really? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, just because because you can use iMessage on your computer. Now we use plugins, but this comes back to that discussion we were having just a little bit ago uh, about how like the simpler you can make something, the more people will use it. And like people don't want to have to go get a plug-in for their computer. They just want to be able if they just want to be able to do that feature already. Not everybody is me and is willing to do whatever the fuck it takes to make something do exactly what I want it to do. Right. Yeah, you're exactly you're exactly right. You are a special case in that scenario. And I am like somewhere in the middle where I will do it, but if I didn't have to do it, that'd be great. Nah. So uh yeah, I and oh oh, the one of the cool features of Duo, they're calling it knock knock. Who's it's, there? God damn it. It's Interrupting Cow. Can I start? Moo! <laughs> that cow interrupted you twice. Yeah. You should probably stop asking him on the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> now Robert has a paranoia about saying it. I didn't even, I honestly didn't even say anything. Revenge. Revenge. That's amazing. For him shutting you down earlier. Yep. All right. Um, God damn it. So you'll be able to start a call with someone, and they will see you before accepting the call. And like the example they gave was like someone showing off their engagement ring. It's basically like here's a reason why you shouldn't answer this call. That's what I took that as. Like you, if you let me see you beforehand, you'll give me a reason. Like oh, you're just sitting in your in your living room. I'm not going to answer this, but oh, you're doing something special. I'll answer this. Like I was more just thinking like oh, your dick is out. I'm definitely answering this. Or oh, your dick is out. I'm definitely not answering this. Like. You know, depending on like, so you're looking at like from the immediate like kind of worst possible scenario, like the most. Yeah, that's that's how that went. Yeah, and I don't. I'm sure there's worse. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's probably super <laughs> worse. Like accidental accidental calls you didn't mean to do, like with Ooh. your butt. Yeah, butt dials. Um, so yeah, that was that was some of the major features. Oh, Google Google <laughs> Home, which is basically their equivalent to the Amazon Echo which is going to have, again, the Google Assistant built into it, and you'll be able to just like put it in a room. And they say that the microphones are good enough that you'll be able to shoot, that it should be able to hear you throughout the whole house. And like you'll be able to just be able to answer, ask it questions or tell it to like set timers, you know? I mean, if anyone can do that, it's probably Google. <laughs> um, yeah, it's I just guess, what I want. It's, I want a Google microphone that I can hear anywhere in my house. I guess to really judge that, we'll almost have to wait for Google Assistant. Yeah, like, all of yeah. this, a lot of yeah. these kind of depend on the quality of the Google Assistant. Yeah. But considering, like, they're kind of, like I said, they didn't refer to it as such, but it's essentially, to me, just an, an upgraded significantly version of Google Now. Yeah. Uh, and Google Now has been pretty decent. And I think, like, if they had just done a Google Now, like, device, that that probably would have been sufficient for most people. But making it, giving it those kind of small upgrades plus up- overhauling the Assistant feature, I think that'll help. I think it'll, I think it'll be great. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would rather wait to see what it's going to be, but, like, I have hope, and also I'm hoping that this will kind of spur, you know, Apple, Microsoft to make their own, like, assistance. Like, because I was like, I like the idea of, of the Echo, but I was never super sold on, like, going into Amazon's ecosystem. Like, going into another third party that I'm yeah, not. Yeah, we, we talked know. about that. I mean, that actually ties in to a lot about, like, what we talked about last week about going into a new like environment what like and we talked about like uh what amazon was doing with like what video direct and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'd rather just google make something so i can stick with what i, what yeah. I, what I know and like if google yeah. could just like make everything that everybody else is making right better now, yeah but yeah. better well i mean especially like the echo i guarantee you the the google home is going to be way better because if, the, it has better voice recognition. I mean, they're making and it has an- the power of Google. They're making better Android phones than a lot of people, in my opinion. Like, I, they're doing a lot, and I'm I'm glad that they're just like like kind of like turning this stuff out because it's just more reason. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Android. Have no, I like I have no reason to even consider jumping ship anymore. Yeah, it's nice. I would kind of like to see. I, I'm interested to see a competitor from Microsoft, just because I do like Cortana and I do like I use I use Microsoft Office. I use Outlook. That's true. Uh, like, you know, that cuz I'm I'm always in this in-between space where like I use Google because some features like YouTube are like clearly the best in their category. Absolutely. But like I, I do also like some of the things that Microsoft does. Those are the two companies I tend to get caught in between. I've never really been tempted by that much by Apple or by Amazon. Um I I, I use an Apple laptop but other than that is Windows desktop and all Android stuff. Yeah. And and the, the Apple laptop is basically like, "Oh, I'm going to school for a few years and I just want something to work no matter what." Yeah. Always I open it, so I saw someone playing Doom on a Surface Book. 
Thanks, Tom. And were you jealous? It just looked like it just made me think, man, I really like the Surface Book, but I would just rather see all of the power of a Are Surface we, we're Book. We're talking about the in, new Doom, right? Yes, the new Doom. How did it look? Like did it looked <laughs> pretty good. Wow, that's uh, pretty. Because it was the hi- it was the highest upgraded model of the Surface Book, which okay. is like also three thirty five hundred dollars. What has it so, has an i seven an Nvidia GPU? Okay, um, but just saying an Nvidia like sixteen gigs of RAM, a terabyte solid state. Just saying. Tommy, what kind, of, what kind of GPU does it have? Check that out. Okay, I'll look it up right now. Yeah, yeah, it's a mobile, obviously. Yeah, it's right. built in. The, the GPU is built into the keyboard. But uh, I mean, they they do like uh, they have laptops like a nine seventy M, which is a it's you know damn near what the GTX nine seventy can produce. So it yeah. might actually be something. What but to me, w- the benefit of that is like it's in a very thin package. Right. I mean, what are you calling Shadowfax fat? Yes, Shadowfax is gigantic. That's fair. He's a powerhouse, but he's a house. He's a work horse. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, I had to swallow my coffee first before you could laugh at his joke. That was pretty funny, though. So, uh, so the highest-end Surface but Fuck you. They're going to make me click the buy now button and go through all this nonsense. Uh, so the highest-end has a an i7, a... In undisclosed GPU. Nice. It's, I know it's an NVIDIA. I don't know offhand what type it is. Um, but I think, like I said, I think the highest end one is 16 gigs of RAM and a terabyte solid state, if I remember correctly. 16 Yeah, 16 gigs, i7, um, and it just says DGPU. I don't know what the fuck that means. $3,100, yes. I. But does it say the hard drive space? One terabyte. Okay, I just want... You didn't confirm that part. Sorry, I meant to. Uh... Are you trying to find out which GPU it is, Travis? Oh, wait. Here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Graphics. Uh, it's uh, it's an 860M. There we go. Uh, is that good? Is that bad? Uh, well, that's, that's, that's it's not as good as what are... Travis was saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, yeah it's, I it, knew that much. I can tell the, the numbers are lower. The 60 series <laughs> That doesn't is, mean anything, though. The 60 series is generally their, their budget. Oh, like, okay. Line, uh, they're still great. Uh, I, I, I was gaming on the seven, the GTX 760 for quite a while and did well. So that's that's still for a device that thin, that Pretty small. Mad. It's a device that yeah. thin, and also like when you separate it, is a tablet, but the GPU is part of the keyboard. And I, I I'm saying you would never ever get an AMD chip in that small no. of a space without because, it melting. Yeah, <laughs> on an 860M, what you could probably get like mid high graphics on Doom. Yeah, I would see. Yeah, that so with the i set with the i seven plugged in and also the sixteen gigs of RAM and the solid state. Yeah, I I I think I think you get like actually like I think they'd be pretty decent. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a a link uh, to that video to put in the show notes. It looked nice. Like I said, I I but I still would I want to see all of that power in a Surface Pro because I really like having the. I mean, this is the difference between Tom and I. Tom really wants the hinge. I don't. I like having the kickstand. How do you like having the kickstand? It's not like if you're sitting in sitting on a chair or laying down, a kickstand is fucking horrible. It's fine for me. It's awful. I also it's like separating worst I also thing. like separating the tablet and I was just saying, yeah, I would I guess you're just using it as a tablet at that point. Yeah. Well, I also I but don't know if you keyboard. do that. I say I write in my spare time, so like using the keyboard is kind of important. Right. I also write on the keyboard while you're sitting down. Yeah. But I don't know how I you did do it on that. the train. I've seen him do it. I cannot tolerate. Not on a train, but I cannot yeah. tolerate the. Kickstand I've seen him like kickstand him like on his lap. It's, how do you him. like? Yeah. I don't. I have very long thighs. I guess it just doesn't cause a problem for me. I don't think it has anything to do with my thighs. I think it has everything to do with the fact that like I never, I can't sit with my legs like together enough to make it comfortable. Sorry, I just was barely in the microphone at that point. But like, yeah, my legs are always kind of spread. I'm like at I'm at like quarter man spread, at all times. Always, always man spreading. At least by like a quarter. Like I'm a quarter man spreaded. Unless you're around a bunch of women on a train, and then he man spreads. <laughs> all the I wait. I man spread so hard that yeah, I actually yeah, am laying down. down. Yeah. <laughs> you're a monster. Dude. I am a monster. That's fine. I don't care. I'll be a monster. I think most people just assume he's homeless. <laughs> it's the beard. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk to Travis about a major article that he wrote uh, this week. Major? Yeah. One of the most important things that Comic Geek has ever put out. It was yeah. a good feature. <laughs> Thanks for your input there, Robert. All right. We'll be right back. It was all right. 
Crunchyroll is a service dedicated to giving you the latest anime from Japan. We talked to Nicole from Vancouver, who's been subscribed for over two years. Here's what they had to say. The quality of everything is always superb. It makes it so I don't have to, like, go to the dingy corners of the internet to try and find the things that I want to watch. When it came to getting the latest shows, Nicole was pretty impressed. Honestly, their selection is really good when it comes to newer and more obscure anime. And why is that? Because you have access to nearly all of them from Crunchyroll. And there you have it. Go to commongeek.tv slash affiliates to get your own free two-week trial for Crunchyroll. Travis, uh, you did a huge mega feature for yeah. the, 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 the world can't stop talking about it. <laughs> You've set the world on fire. I did. A total of like 10 people read this article. Yep. Um, All right, to be fair, like a couple hundred people read this article at least. <laughs> okay, Ooh. well, so there you go. Setting the world on fire. Congratulations. Um you sat down, sat down, I don't know, were you standing? You, no, I was sitting. Okay, well, you had an interview with... A man named Alan Resnick. Who is the inventor of everything weird on Adult Swim, it seems like. <laughs> for pretty much at this Except point. Except for, like, one thing. Yeah, there's, like, uh, too many cooks he did not do. Yeah. Um, which is the other, like, kind of big one. Too many cooks is, like, a nightmare. I mean, his so stuff... So is everything yeah. that Alan Resnick does. Oh, so... Sorry, okay, you're right, but too many cooks... Too Many Cooks doesn't start as a nightmare. Like Neither it does most fit. of the stuff that Alan does. His stuff goes to nightmare a lot faster than Too Many Cooks did. It does spiral out pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, Live Forever As You Are Now was, like, it was completely normal for about five seconds, and then it was fucking gone. The way he moves in that. <laughs> I like, wanted the product that, right that, away. That char- that char- I don't know. That, like, his... So a character he you can't like, really call it a character so much because it's his name. Well, it, it, okay, it, it's it's it, I guess it's like a fictionalized version of himself. Yeah, is the closest way to do it. He he does this like tech. He calls him. He's a hot young tech wizard. Um, and I'm gonna change my title to that. He kind of plays this like infomercial like style like presenter like exaggerated character. He's done it for a few different things, and his the first one he did for Adult Swim was called Live Forever as You Are Now. But I found him, a friend of mine named Anton posted unedited footage of a bear, which is actually how I was introduced to him. That was how you were introduced to yes. him. Okay. And I was interested because Anton has very, like, I really, like, I mean, it, he's, like, one of those people where if he posts, like, a music or a video, like, totally worth, like, checking out. And all it was was just this, like, really high, like, the, the, the preview was just this high-quality image of a bear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's, like, 11 minute long. So you click on it, and it becomes an ad for a fictional allergy medication called Claradrill. And then this woman ends up fighting with herself and then runs over herself and takes over her family and is, like, abusive to her kids. And it gets... Dark. Yeah, really, I don't know if dark is the right word. (laughs) Unsettling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So at the end of it, we see, like, names like Ben O'Brien, Alan Resnick, and we start, you know, kind of YouTubing these names. Mm -hmm. And then we found... That he did other things for Adult Swim, which was Live Forever As You Are Now, uh, which is you can create an avatar to replace you at the time of your death. Which is what um, I want. Yeah, you go to uh, you go to his basement. You He shines bright lights Strobe on you lights. in his living room. And asks you personal questions. And asks you hundreds scope, of personal questions. Within the scope questions. of the infomercial. Alan Resnick, as a real person, will not do this, I don't think. Right. I, I doubt he will. But, uh, but in the scope of the infomercial, it is, it's pretty fantastic. And he... he uh, uh, he most recently gained like a like a lot of like like I mean like views and like there's been a lot of articles talking about his latest like 11 minute video which is called This House Has People in It. Fuck that video. <laughs> it's that um, one. I think that one has probably the shortest time, shortest time for me. The videos of his I've watched between where I was like, okay, I kind of see this, and then like what the fuck is yeah. going on? Um, like it's like it's like instantaneous. So it starts off with this like. DOS looking um, like screen that comes up. I've seen and like, it's like says, from Jurassic Park. And then it says it's a Unix system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that. It's like DOS and then also VCR footage. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes on and then it just says it's along the lines of video notes subject to prone on kitchen floor. And then all you see is these like VHS quality like security footage and there's two adults talking in the kitchen and there's just this like teenage girl just laying 
face down on the kitchen floor, like, like completely. Yeah, and it's, it took me a few camera angle changes till right. I actually noticed it. Well, I mean, she's there, and then it's like, oh wow, no way! Like she's there, she's like staying there. So they she's, end up. It's like at first you're like, oh my god, she's dead, and then it's and like, she's not. Yeah, no. And then eventually they try to pick her up because they're like her parents, and she's a teenage daughter, and they get mad at her, and then she like physically cannot be moved from like her prone position on the floor. It's terrifying. And in the article I mentioned uh, when I was talking to him, I really like. Uh, I had a friend of mine named Dominic, and he went. He's like he's gone to film school and stuff like that. And I kind of wanted his perspective or him to ask questions. He goes, "I like to like he's like people who write this kind of stuff like to hear about like the process of maybe going from like idea to stuff like that." And he said, "Every every idea starts with a visual." And for this one, is he just had this idea of like VHS footage of a girl laying face down on a floor and couldn't be moved, and then he made a thirteen minute like horror short that aired at four a.m. on Adult Swim. And I'm sure if you're watching Adult Swim at 4 a.m., you have insomnia or, or you're stoned or you're or, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like and basically, ecstasy. your TV Fucking shows this meth. weird DOS footage that talks about notes on a video and then just starts showing weird VHS footage of a family. It's, it's really... You think anybody got spooked? Uh, I, Too spooky for me. The first time I watched it, I was very uncomfortable. Um, and it's also interesting to note, now I didn't put this one in the article because I talked about the alternate reality game and my hope was maybe people would kind of go poke around a little bit. Um, the whole time the grandmother's in the living room watching this video with a clay sculptor and who is clearly insane and keeps talking about having Lynx disease. L-Y-N-X, right? L- like, L-Y-N-K-S. Okay. Lynx disease. Well, it's spelled like, it's misspelled like 30 times, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Which is now what I've been blaming all of my illnesses on has been Lynx disease. Uh, maybe I need Claradrill. But um, it's, if you if you look, the show's called Sculptor's Clayground, and he actually did like a full 13-minute version of that too, where he Right, because you only on catch portions sculpture. of that. You yeah. only catch- it's so it's cut in and out. I mean, you only get like five seconds at a time, and it's like, and there's so much more to it, and it's like so much worse than you could possibly imagine it being. Um, and it was just really funny because I'm used to seeing him like as like his character on Sculptor's Playground or like Live Forever as You Are Now, or he does like live tours. He has one called Save It to Your Desktop, which is his like software that like involves you know copying your just watch it. I actually that's linked. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny like. The way his voice changes, the way his mannerism changed, like, compared to, like, just, like, interviewing him, I think was really interesting. Because I guess, like, I've watched his videos too many times, and I just assumed that he was... Actually a- a- insane. Like, a- Alan Resnick, like, character portrayed. <laughs> like, young and hot actually, tech wizard Alan yeah, Resnick. Yeah, young hot tech wizard Alan Resnick, but really he's... Uh, and and uh, I, I just, I just want to point out, like, I really liked that um, he works with a group called Wham City... Uh, he has Wham City Comedy, um, which is part of the Wham City Arts Collective... Uh, and it, I really liked that, you know, we talked about like the, all these videos he worked on. And I think one of my favorite parts about getting to talk to him was just the fact that everyone who like helped him make videos, like he made sure to like mention that, which I just, it, it was really interesting here. And he talked about like the parts that other people in his group played. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun talking to him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you have like, you have like this website's like first exclusive interview with a famous ish person. Yeah. So, did you were you nervous at all, like going into it? Uh, because it was over the phone a little. Yeah, like actually, because when we first started emailing, he was like, "Like, yeah, we like you know, here's my number," and like I think that was he the gave part that you made his me phone kind number? of nervous. Yeah. yeah, like, and I was just like, "Oh, like man, that's like I." Oh, is he is he want to interview? Or is he trying to date me? Like, what's going on? I wish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it, it that I was a little nervous. I mean, as soon as like, and, and the worst thing is, uh, th- like it cut the first time, and I had to call back. So that was like, oh my god, I feel like a huge dick now. Um, but no, like honestly, is the f- first question I asked him, like his answers were like really, like I, I don't know. I-, I was comfortable immediately. It was nice. I was actually uh, sad when I ran out of questions. So yeah, <laughs> you should have followed the question and been like, hey, you want to Skype into our podcast? <laughs> Uh, I would love that, and he's down in Baltimore, and uh, I actually, they, uh, Wham City Comedy is doing some shows next month, and I'm actually very excited, and I'll probably be going to at least one of them. Cool, yeah. and like you have the hookup now, you can meet him backstage and all that stuff. That's right. I don't know, I think he's, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna go somewhere, I really do. I mean, he's already, like, obviously, like, Adult Swim has a huge interest in him, obviously, because they did live forever as you are now with Wham City, and then they did unedited footage bear. Now, uh, they really pushed this house has people in it. Uh-huh. Um, some of the, like, he did some, like, two-minute, like, build-up shots, which were 
somehow like as terrifying as the entire 13 minute video um yeah because those were parts that did not appear in right the, they were parts version. um uh, and there uh one of the whamcp guys named robbie rockleff helped and he helped like develop the characters and was the father character in his house has people and it was just horrifying um but like i mean i they were running nose between shows and stuff like that like i think i think there are places to go for alan resnick yeah i agree um, it's uh I like how I would say he takes like I guess like the big rise and I hate making comparisons but like Tim and Eric kind of made it okay to be like weird and gross and funny and like still keep the humor kind of smart and I think Alan Resnick kind of took that like to another level yet yeah. personally I, I I the videos are just they're really they're horror like, films. We're, we're, ta- we're, 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 we're talking about them, but like you really like they really need to be watched. They're they're like funny thirteen minute horror films. Yeah, it's 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 different. Just it's, short form horror. It is, and I mean, this house has people in it. Was really like by the end when like the father character is just like like shouting. Yeah, like he's like, he's like uh, going on. He's like giving a sermon. Yeah, he is, and he's like what is. Uh, uh, we love each other through grinding teeth. Like, like it's just like he get he gets scary. Like all the characters get scary, and then, I mean, yeah, then you have to go to the, their their video website, which is just videos of them all walking around touching their own faces because they have links because disease. they have links disease. And one of the side effects of links disease is you just walk around touching, touching your, your own face, but like, like not even like not even like a crack addict touching. Like you're just no, like just like just like holding, just holding, holding your, your own. Face. Like yeah, you're holding your own face, just walking around like. And they're just like staring off in the distance, not acknowledging each. It's it's really something. Like I don't know if I don't. It's something. It's such a like weird concept to explain. But then, like as soon as you see it, it's like that's. Ah, but it also terrifying. ties back into the clay guy. Yeah, uh, uh, which I think also ties into Clara Drill. Yeah, uh, I think I have a feeling it does. Like it also ties into Clara Drill. Is he taking Clara Drill? That that's probably what's happening. Well, no, he's got Lynx disease. Yeah, so it's given to him by the from medicine. the twelve gauge granular <laughs> clay he got from the prison. That's his little secret. Yeah. <laughs> If you touch it, you have to immediately wash your hands. Before and after touching yeah, it. You're right, sorry. And do not call the cops. Call <laughs> Oh my god. It's just There's so many layers. You yeah, that's the thing. Like this house has people in it. Um he mentioned his his girlfriend Dina Kelberman did all of the like like ARG work on it and like it just even like within the videos, it's like layer after layer of like going back this house has people in it, sculptor's playground, and then you can go to the sculptor's playground like website and then that just takes you a level deeper and it just it's, it's really. That's that shit that J.J. Abrams wish he did in fucking Cloverfield. It's yeah. It's it's like imagine Cloverfield except once you're like in it, like it actually gets scary. Yeah. Like, or the Lost like ARG. Un- un- like you actually get uncomfortable. Was like, there was there an ARG for Lost? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Fine I remember four sixteen. I forget what the number is. I, I, yeah. The thing that I know. I remember the ARG stuff for Cloverfield wasn't wasn't I mean, that like it was interesting, but it never really. It wasn't like really in depth. Yeah. Like, and it didn't really like. Stuff, like you have to, you had to look. fucking dig, and then you have to I mean, dig for it, and it adds a layer of additional surrealness. That like Cloverfield was like, oh, this is an, Cloverfield was more like an Easter egg you found, yeah, as yeah. opposed to adding more on. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's the thing. These these websites, like including like his own, the ones they set up for it, actually add to the experience of watching the videos. Yeah, you kind yeah. of it kind of adds to it. Your really does overall feeling of unease. Which I actually mentioned, uh, there's explanation videos out there for, like, some of these. After you, like, like I would say watch This House Has People in It, watch Sculptor's Playground, and then, and then watch one of the explanation videos, because that will kind of guide you on, like, where to go through some of these. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it, it, it's weird and deep and dark enough that, like, people went on YouTube and actually, whatever, one of them is, like, an hour and 16 minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah they figure, like, shit out. It really goes deep. Yeah. Overall, uh, 10 out of 10. Would read again. Yeah, I had a, I had a lot of fun writing it, and it was. I mean, I've been like kind of keeping up with his work for a while, and it was a lot of fun getting to actually kind of hear about like yeah. where it came from, stuff like that. Yeah, I I concur with that sentiment indubitably. And there's a there's a playlist on the article, so if you're having trouble finding his videos, they're all right there, motherfucker. That's right. I don't know. Sorry, why did you look at me like that? <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, so we're done with all of that. Thank you so much, Travis, for spieling about your sweet article. You're very welcome. Um, and slightly tapping me again with some horror right in my right in my nose. Just fear. Even just talking about it, yeah, Tommy's it already uncomfortable Yeah, it freaks me out. Again. All right. Yep. We're getting weird. Something else that makes me uncomfortable is what we will be talking about after this next break. 
Hi, this is Tom from Common Geek. DreamHost is a great service to host your website. They have hosted over 1.5 million websites since 1997. We spoke with DreamHost user Emily O'Neill from Lancaster. Her website, thenecrotarium.com, is unique. Basically, it's uh, I sell bones and skulls and all sorts of cleaned animal byproducts. Uh, a lot of people want it for like earrings, necklaces, um, little nichos, and like shadow boxes. While Emily couldn't remember exactly who recommended DreamHost to her, she did remember getting up and running to be very easy. I don't ever recall anything in my setup that was like tedious or problematic or anything. I just it just kind of happened, and I was like, mm, yeah, okay, here's my server, and here's my name, and everything's good, and now I'm going to start uploading pictures of dead animals. DreamHost stays out of your way, so you can focus on doing what you love, even if it stands out. Something Emily can understand. They think that it's really weird and eventually think it's cool. You win them over. Exactly. Win people over to your unusual hobby by going to commongeek.tv slash affiliates and clicking the link for DreamHost to get started. DreamHost, the best web host for selling bones or whatever it is you want to showcase online. Hello, we are back to talk about Travis's favorite people that make comics, apparently I learned during the break. Uh, DC Comics or DC Films or DC EXPLU57. I don't know. DC Whatever. Extended Universe is what the film universe is called. DC, DC Films is the new company. Because Warner Brothers Pictures was handling it. Now they've formed DC Films, which is essentially their equivalent to Marvel Studios to handle it. Because Batman v Superman did was not do really well. bad. Well, actually, Batman v Superman did great in the first weekend and then dropped off something hard. Because everybody heard about how bad it was. Yeah. Well, you uh, liked it. I didn't. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, don't do that. Um, Sorry. I thought it was enjoyable enough. But I, I don't know if I would say I would necessarily like liked it. I don't know. It was better than I expected going into it, which is really sad about where my expectations were. Regardless of the quality of that movie, I just don't care about it. I don't care about most DC things outside of Batman. Yeah, I know that is Batman is still. I just I don't know. It did I look, look interesting, but. I look, I'm excited to get the Affleck directed, Affleck starring Batman. I, that's actually my the entire reason I even went in to see Batman yeah. v Superman is because I needed to see Ben Affleck uh, before uh, I committed to the rest of uh, it. Pro- the thing is, uh, he was obviously made fun of a lot, not like generally not considered some great actor until he started directing. And I feel like once he kind of like got on the other side of the camera and like at the same time as like acting, I think that improved his acting like the way it went. And then I mean, you know. Was a town Argo. Argo like, is one of my all-time favorite movies. It, it's so good. So that yeah, that that said, I, I I am very excited for what he does with Batman. I and I think people need to remember <laughs> the rest of the DC uh, movies that, that are going to be coming out. Like pretty much ad nauseum are like as Zack Snyder deficient as they can possibly be. Yeah, because <laughs> like that, I think that's a lot to do with it. Is like Zack Snyder's influence on Batman v Superman was very obvious. Yeah. And the thing about Zack Snyder is he's like a 50-50. Like, either his movies are really enjoyable or they're just not. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, because, like, 300 was a terrible movie. It was fun. But it was I, a I, lot I love of watching fun. it, but it was bad. Yeah. Um, and then Sin City was a good movie. Yeah. I think. Well, and then Watchmen was, I think, fucking fantastic. Yeah, Watchmen was one, I of mean, the best, one of the best superhero movies. I really loved it. And I think, you know, the funny thing is... I, I since we're going to talk about this, I think actually watching the four hour cut of Watchmen, which is I think the my favorite cut, yeah. which might sound crazy, but the black frame breaks it up. I was saying, I, think, I think you've been I think you've yeah. been on record as saying yeah. that. Um I that actually like made me excited when I first saw the first preview of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Because I was like with like Zack Snyder doing Watchmen, it was like really dark and like gritty, but not like it really like I think did like Alan I think it did Alan Moore justice even though Alan Moore fucking hates everything that anyone ever tries to adapt of his I think that was one of the only things that ever did him justice and well, I, then there was Batman v Superman there's I, I and I legitimately looking at reading having read the the graphic novel and then watched the movie I don't think that in my lifetime I that I've seen there has been as faithful an adaptation the only thing they cha- changed was the ending the in a way. What they changed what caused the ending, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. And I have also been on record saying I prefer the movie ending, so yeah, I, I agree with that. that. It makes it yeah. makes more sense, it does. Um, 
Yeah, it's and you gave me a look, Robert, when I said that. But like, you got to think about how unfaithful every single adaptation ever has been. What do you mean, *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen* was? I mean, was fucking nothing. It was nothing like the comics at all. Even if you go like True. as far as like the casting choices, like Patrick Wilson looks so much like him in the comics. It's to the point where it's it's Jeffrey like, Dean Morgan weird. Yeah, seriously, they really. Really nailed it. Uh, I mean, a lot of the dialogue is directly from it. So, like I said, that made me excited for the DCEU. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Man, did they fuck up. Pivoting over back to the uh, the changes to the DCEU. Uh, so, Lindsay Capritta wrote the article this week. And one of the parts that, that she talked about uh, is functionally what the word I would use is structure is what they're getting now. Whereas previously it was kind of like up the, di- the directors themselves kind of made a lot of the choices for their films. Now they're going to kind of be like... The directors have some creative freedom, but the studio is going to step in to kind of create like a more cohesive thread between them. I feel, and I feel like legitimately, that's kind of what gives Marvel what it has. Some of the directors <laughs> have complained in Marvel previously, though, like that they that they, they get pooped all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joss they, Whedon they, specifically, yeah, uh, he, he didn't like the amount of control that the, the studio took. But Joss Whedon specifically said he is never working with Marvel ever again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, I think it's. I really, I thought that was kind of funny because. I love Joss Whedon. Like, my mom watched Buffy, and like, so I watched Buffy as a kid, and then I moved on to Angel, and like, I just like followed him, right? I think Age of Ultron was like very Joss Whedon y. Like, well, the, I think like the, the dialogue and stuff like that. Now, I guess he fought for the, the, the Clint Barton scene, like, at home, which yeah. was like obviously the biggest part that was like really him. Yeah. But like, I, I, I thought that was weird. Like, that's like, he started complaining after Age of Ultron. I was like, Man, that movie like really displayed you. I th- you know, I, I feel like part of it was that it he maybe he felt like he didn't want to fight for it to feel like him. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like I want this to be my movie. I want them to trust me to know what the fuck I'm doing. And then like, hey, I'm the guy who made you the most money out of any of the movies. Yeah, I guess I, it's like I agree with that. But then at the same time, like look at Marvel's movies. Look how good they've been. Like clearly, they also know what they're talking about. I want. I, I just want to live in a world, and I want to live in a world where both can be good. Like yeah. it really bothers me talking to just like people, like you know, my coworkers and stuff like that. Like, oh no, but DC is terrible. And like, well, I don't want I don't want that. I want them both to be good, but like for different reasons. Yeah, may, and and maybe with this change, like we, they might actually be good. You know, because it, it, it really I mean, seems like they're taking a page out of uh, you know they're they're taking a page out of yeah, the MCU book. Which well, is like some, yeah, they made some big, they already announced they made some big changes like to the third act of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Flash is getting a new director. Uh, well, the director dropped out of the Flash, but I'm saying like I wonder if that ties into that thing like you know that they maybe they're starting to take more control and he didn't like that. But that's that's entirely speculation. I'm just wondering. Where yeah. that connects, um, so yeah, I I still have not seen Batman v Superman. I'm I'm really bad. I need to. See I still didn't be, bother. Actually. I would say wait yeah. wait for Blu-ray at this point. Yeah, yeah. If, if for no other reason, Civil War. Don't wait for Blu-ray. <laughs> no, need to see that. You want to go see that tonight? Like fuck. Maybe. Uh, anyway, you really need to see it. It, it. it 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 was it was amazing. Even like like dropping out of like the Marvel context, like it was just really well done. Yeah, uh, you can say the same about Winter Soldier. Really. Oh yeah, I, I I compared Winter Soldier. We talked about like, it so many times. Like a Metal Gear. It's like movie, the Manchurian almost. candidate of the Marvel movies. Whoa, <laughs> it's um, so good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it remains to be seen until more films come out. Because right. right now we've only had two films in the DCEU. Right. So both of them were Superman, who was like the worst DC character. See, that's the thing. In the article, there were some quotes of, that the head of DC is really upset that people keep saying that like Superman is like he considers Superman to one be like one of the best characters. Because it's like a farm boy going to the big city, trying to keep their sense of uh, of morality while also adjusting and, and so the fact that the cities world. have no morals. I once read something that said when Marvel started things like Spider Man and stuff like that, like DC was like your dad, like like, and then Marvel was like what like the teenagers could read, and then like everything you just explained like kind of summed up that like well it's move, farm boy moving to the city like and I, it's like yeah oh, here we go the big fucking story it like, was uh it's Jeff Johns. I think I think Who is people. Jeff Johns? Jeff Johns is the. Let me make sure I get his exact position right. Uh, who is the current? Well, you know, Johns is DC's chief content officer. Chief content officer. 
Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think people make a mistake when they say Superman's not relatable because he's so because he's so powerful. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's a farm boy from Kansas who moves into the city and just wants to do what's best he can with what he's got. That's the most relatable character in the world. I think my big my huge issue with <laughs> the face you are making, Travis. My huge issue that's a fucking reach with like, the. Uh, I don't know. My my big issue with like the DC, um, with like the DC universe and stuff, is actually it has a lot to do more with the people that watch the movies. Because, like, I can enjoy something like Batman v Superman for, like, the as- the tiny little aspects in it that are good. I'm, I'm the same way. Well, and so, but then you get people that are like, oh, my God, the DC Cinematic Universe is so dark and sad. And I'm like, DC Comics are fucking dark and sad, yeah. like, across the board. Uh, but also, I, I want to mention this. John's originally, he started his career as assistant to, the, to Richard Donner, who helmed the original Superman films. So the guy's got a boner for Superman. Yeah, I guess. He just I mean, we all got a boner for Superman. Well, no, Tom, yours is for Batman. That's because if okay, because Tom, I like, aren't like sixty percent of your shirts Batman related. I'm working on what I call the Batman singularity, where eventually all of my T-shirts will just be a plain T-shirt with a Batman symbol on them. A different logo <laughs> or the same logo? Whatever. I have. One. I actually uh, a friend of mine named Kenny. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a big shout out because I'm pretty sure almost every T-shirt he owns is a Batman shirt, if not. Every single T-shirt. Yeah, I, yeah, that mostly because that's like the only. I, I when I was younger, I used to wear like the witty T-shirts that had like the funny quotes on them. And I, as an adult, I look back and like that's so no. Yeah. So now I'm like, well, what's something that I can that's like an expression of what I like, but also not gaudy and stupid. And I was like, well, I like Batman. I was like, well, so like a plain a plain T-shirt with a Batman symbol on it isn't really offen- is pretty inoffensive so, as far as T-shirts are concerned. Oh shit! To be clear, real quick, you said you have not seen Batman v Superman. I haven't bothered. Did you see Man of Steel? And you've seen both. And have everyone here seen the trailer for Suicide Squad? Yes. Yes. All right. So given what you know about the the cinematic universe and what you know, or the extended universe, and me who's just seen Man of Steel, how do we feel about at least Suicide Squad? I'm way pumped. I'm pumped. I have one problem maybe with it. In one of the previews, they showed Harley Quinn getting, like, dunked into, like, Jack Nicholson Joker like chemical stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't want that I want her to be like the to choose the the life yes oh okay I thought you meant I was like I was like because she has been an actually bleached person in in the comics for a while but you're saying the choice matter of it yes I whether they do that I, I I as in I hope that that's not what Harley Quinn going that route is dependent on like if that happens it's fine but I want her to choose to follow the Joker, to choose to become obsessive because that is what makes her an interesting character. she chooses to become obsessive but chooses to give in to that obsession. Yes, she get like, uh, that's what makes, like, that part of, like, that humanity. Like, that, like, just letting it take over and becoming, like, the Joker's, like, number one. Like, that's... I gotta say, the... the, I want... that The movie has to have that or I will probably be at least... The one thing that stands out to me about this, the Suicide Squad is casting. It is one of the most well-casted mm-hmm. like comic book team-up movies ever. And Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie is the, amazing. All, all the weird childhood yeah. 90s Batman cartoon feelings uh, and like, that I used to not understand and now I understand. Damn them a and lot, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Jared Leto is was I was really worried about and then like as I see footage of him I'm like, okay, this is going to be awesome. Like, I wasn't hearing, sure about hearing, Will Smith as Deadshot and, and then, then yep. actually like once they, they said Will Smith as Deadshot I was like, ah, and then I saw him as Deadshot I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like that, that clip in the trailer of him jumping off and then like firing his wrist gun as he jumps off of a... Uh, a building with a rope, and I was like, "Whoa!" I want to be like annoyed with like all the dumb shit that like Leto's doing, like off camera. Uh-huh. But every time they release any footage of him, I'm it's... like, "Ah!" <laughs> and we figured so out is the, is the forehead tattoo is that was yeah, that just sick. for that one promotional image, or was no, that actually that, part of the there. character? I think it's part of it. Well, I knew some of the tattoos were there, but I didn't know yeah. that specific one. They're all covered in tattoos. Harley Quinn is too. Yeah, like jail tattoos. Yeah. Um, I really dig like a. Uh, I, we haven't heard him say words really, but I love uh, Killer Croc. The yeah. interpretation of Croc is I'm, I'm on board with that. Uh, they got an actual Australian man to play Captain Boomerang, so I'm all about it. Because <laughs> your we, favorite character, we all know how I feel about Captain Boomerang. I'm I'm I really I feel like also I'm gonna go back to the Joker. I like how it, he like looks like he, Ledger's Joker, but talks like Hamill's Joker. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when people like like imagine like a moving talking Joker, I my thought I, I'm I 
you know, I'm yeah, almost 30. When I read, I go to Mark Hamill. Yeah. I yeah, hear when it. I read, I Joe hear it in Hamill's comics, voice. I hear Hamill's yeah. voice in my head. So, I also usually hear Conroy for Batman still. Me too. Me too. Uh, and I actually, you know, I hear Tara Strong for Harley Quinn now because is like they replaced her in the games, but like oh, you mean in Tara Arkham Strong? Yeah, stuff? yeah. But Tara Strong's so awesome. Um, she's in so many characters. Yeah, so many. For, it's she's like, like a vast everything. amount of genres, yeah. and she's like on Vine as fuck. Yeah. Apparently, she's like on everybody's Vine. And I'm like, okay. So I think <laughs> I, I am excited for Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, right. it could. I mean, Man of Steel. The previews looked good. Batman versus Superman. The previews looked good. I will, so, well, I'm going to rewind you here. Uh, at least as far as Batman v Superman, the first preview yes, of Batman yes, v Superman yes. looked good. They, we have had consistently three Suicide Squad trailers that look yes, incredible. They do. So we're basically all in agreement that despite all of the flu- kind of uh, shakiness so far, Suicide Squad could be the way to start moving my more yes. steady. Direction. My honest opinion about um, the DC movies has been. Batman v Superman was a necessary thing that we had to suffer through to get to the rest of the good stuff. It's just too bad they couldn't to get made to it justice. Any better, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I'm serious. Like, I legitimately feel like, all right, Zack Snyder, we sat through your shitty Batman and Superman movie. Like, now give us the good stuff. And now the release schedule is going to start filling up with all the good give stuff. Give me Cyborg. Give me Wonder Woman. Give yeah. me Flash. Give I me Suicide Squad. Give me Batman by himself. The only, the, I guess this is maybe a personal complaint. I think when we're talking Marvel versus DC. I think Marvel does a better job of fitting their super-powered characters into In their a realistic super, yeah. universe than DC does. I mean, DC, like, they're gods. Yeah. Like, but but Superman, but Superman, especially in comics, is always kind of... Like, that's always, like, the thing about him is, like, Superman is a god. Yes. It, <laughs> even, even, like, Bruce Wayne and Batman are, like, held up, like... They're like these like godlike characters, and it's it's difficult to imagine them in like, like when you go to like Shield in a Marvel movie, like when they're just interacting with these like FBI agents and stuff like that. Like it, I I can see Tony Stark, I can even see the Vision, like just talking to these people. But even when, in comic books and movies, it's weird to me when like a DC superhero is talking to just like a lowly human being. That's the I think that's because even like Commissioner Gordon is like a god among yeah, men. Seriously, like everyone like worships the guy. Like I, I, that's that's let's let's talk. I think, just, prob- I think that's problematic in, in in the in the movies too. I, I think I still have that feeling. I think the biggest thing that DC needs to step in and needs to figure out is they need to connect their superheroes to the normal human characters better. Well, they are going to be doing that to a point, at least with Wonder Woman, because of Steve Trevor. Because that was always, like, that was always, like, her point of contact right. for, like, the human world. Um, the fact that she needs a contact with the human world bothers me. I, I well, the one thing I, well, the one thing, the one point I'm giving to DC in this whole thing, though, is, um, and you made me think of it because you were talking about, like, connections of the superheroes, is, like, everybody looks like they're, actually, it, at least even from trailers, it appears as though everybody is in the same universe. Yes. And I hate that about Marvel, and I understand why it's a thing. But, like, so, like, the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. was happening. There was a major thing that was going on, and none of the other Avengers were around. Like, oh. you, they barely even talk about them. And here we see in the in the trailer for Suicide Squad, you have Batman. Yeah. Right. Of course you're going to have Batman related to Joker and Harley Quinn. It would right. have been insane to not do that. But, like, you, I kind of get that feeling from, like, Marvel. It's like all this shit is happening in everybody's individual stories, but... Where the fuck is everybody? Yeah, where was Captain America during Iron Man 3? And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but talking about, just back to Commissioner Gordon real quick. Commissioner Gordon makes no sense. Because he is like a perfect no-corruption cop in like the most corrupt... And he made it to the top of the most corrupt um, police establishment in Someone would have definitely shot that guy by now. <laughs> yeah, like he would have been taken out back in an alley. Like three cops would have just taken him out. and He and, is a and, god. The man is a god. They just would have punched yeah. him. They would have punched him and then shot him and then sprinkled some cocaine and left. Like, there, there's know. a reason why Injustice is called Gods Among Us, because even the non-superheroed heroes in the DC universe are gods. Yeah. And I, I don't think I'd really considered it until like just talking about it. I think that's my biggest problem with the DC universe. Is that the and other? I think that's why I, I have trouble reading it, watching it. I mean, even in like the Tim Burton stuff, like it doesn't even matter who directs it. It always feels like that. They're always gods among men. Yeah. Which kind of and for, some, like for some people is kind of. Because the thing, that, that, and that's probably why Batman exists as my favorite uh, DC hero, because I feel like while Bruce Wayne is still on that level, I feel like he's a lot more, it's a lot easier to relate to, which is weird, it's a lot easier to relate to him as the billionaire with like the, the morality issue yeah. than like fucking Clark Kent, 
who works at a newspaper. Yeah. Being the most unethical reporter yeah, of all it's, time. It's, it's just, well, I mean, Spider-Man. Well, Peter Parker's you know, pretty unethical. I think, I think, too, I think the reason, I think, like, the biggest stepping stone for Marvel was Spider-Man and this the opposite of a god among men. Yeah. Like Peter Parker, I mean, like nowadays, like fucking nerd. Like like yeah. he does he had trouble in high school, trouble with girls. He just had trouble. Like I feel like the tr- like and again, it, it's the troubles of gods in DC. Like the troubles they have are these like otherworldly like someone insane, is taking over my company. Yeah, like like these like otherworld like insane things where like Peter Parker's like, oh like Mary Jane like dissed me today. Like, oh man, yeah. I was late for class. Yeah, I mean let's like, be wait wait two things. Uh, one, Peter Parker did have to deal with the fact that, like, his best friend wanted to murder him because he kind of fought his <laughs> yeah. father. And... Well, that was in. Some things that are a little larger than life. He had to deal with that emo haircut. That was a different problem. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, regardless of all of that, I'm still excited for everything that the DC Universe is going to bring me. Oh, I'll go, I'll go and watch it. Also, now that you mentioned it, and I'm thinking about it, Peter Parker really is the more unethical one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He, he, the oh. only reason he has a job is because of Spider-Man. I was like, yeah. Superman set him up to be photographed by Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Peter Parker takes pictures of himself as Spider-Man. <laughs> that's, that's, I love and that. he purposely works for a man who's obsessed with Spider-Man. So, like, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up. Uh, Robert, social media, go. Uh, you can find Comic Geek on Twitter and Facebook uh, at Comic Geek TV. You can also, if you want to, find us on Twitch at Common Geek. And you know, we we did a live stream of Minecraft this weekend, and we'll probably do another one hopefully coming up soon. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at RC Byler. You can find me on Twitter at TVOJR, and you can find Travis on our website and Bandcamp. And Bandcamp. Where can Making, they find you? If you like Magic the Gathering oh, and, I forgot about all that and death metal, yeah. you can find me at itthatbetraysnoise.bandcamp.com. There you go. We'll have that in the show notes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's it. Our This episode's affiliates were Crunchyroll and DreamHost. Um, editing for this episode was provided by our editor friend, Nathan Mace. Production was done by myself. And yeah, that's the end. Does anybody else want to try doing an outro this episode? Um... So when you're thinking about ethics, fuck off in recording. <laughs> I mean, you should, to be fair, your ethics should probably be, have been dictated by your mother at, at some point. And if so, they aren't, you should call her and, and talk with her about it. Just, yeah, remember to call your mom.